0: Hello, and welcome to the Unnamed Automotive Podcast. My name is Sammy Hadjassad, and with me is Benjamin Hunting. Say hi to the people, Ben. Greetings, human listeners. Greetings to you too, Ben. Ben and I are a pair of automotive journalists, and we have some really interesting cars to talk to you about today. And at the end of this, we'll have a fun little feature. Um, You're going to want to hang around and listen to that. So, uh, Ben, who should talk
1: first, me or you? Well, I think that um, you drove the car of the future this week, so I'm very curious to hear more about the Honda Clarity. And I have a question: Is it still the Honda FCV Clarity, or is it just the Honda Clarity now? It is the Honda Clarity FCV.
0: You see, <laughs> that's because the Clarity is now a lineup of vehicles um, that will extend to uh, an electric car and a plug-in hybrid. Uh, but the car I drove, indeed, was the car of the future. It was the Clarity
1: fuel cell vehicle. Wait, so uh, so so, why are they using? isn't it a little confusing for them to use a name that's been exclusively associated with hydrogen, and now they're going to kind of rebrand that to include hybrids?
0: See, I was thinking that Toyota would do the same thing with the the Mirai. So the Mirai is is Toyota's hydrogen car, and um, typically Toyota's known for the Prius. You know, the Prius was their hybrid car. It it stood for—I thought it stood for not just hybrid motoring, but green and efficient— Vehicles as well, but uh, they thought otherwise, and they decide to give their hydrogen car a whole new name. And uh, other automakers do something similar. I think uh, Hyundai, their Ionic brand, covers more than just uh, hybrid cars, but an electric car as well. Yeah, but Um, I think that makes it's like a branding. But doesn't that make sense?
1: Like, there's more of a link between a hybrid and an electric than there is between a hydrogen and and an electric or a hydrogen and a hybrid.
0: I would. That's not. That's not. That's not entirely true. I mean, uh, uh. Let's talk, let's talk about what makes a, a, a hydrogen car, okay? A hydrogen car is actually an electric car, um, but instead of uh, a big old battery, there's a hydrogen tank and uh, something called a fuel cell stack that converts that hydrogen into electricity. So it fills this small battery um, up. It's almost like a regular hybrid, but instead of a gas-powered motor providing electricity to the battery, it's uh, a hydrogen tank and fuel cell stack
1: and th- and there's actually actually there's more than one way to fuel the car with hydrogen um, a couple of years ago I drove the Mazda rx8 hydrogen powered vehicle and what that was was a standard rotary engine that could run on both gasoline and hydrogen fuel so it could burn both of them because hydrogen is obviously combustible so you can also burn it to generate energy if you don't want to go the electric route
0: that sounds terrifying it was um, well
1: it was also extremely slow because when it was on on um, When it was on hydrogen power, I believe it was like roughly half the horsepower it produced under uh, fuel, regular gasoline. So uh, running, uh, as with all situations, if you have an engine that's designed to do two things, it's never as good as one that's designed to do a single thing. That's right. Um,
0: But let's talk quickly about this uh, Clarity, which, yeah, they will describe it as the car of the future, at least the fuel source of the future. Um, And it always will be. (laughs) <laughs> that's a it's such a tough thing to discuss um the infrastructure of hydrogen uh, fueling and what it will take to get um this fuel source to to be more widespread throughout um a country i don't know there's no there's very few hydrogen public hydrogen stations um available to, to consumers and even in um even in north america you're going to find most of them in california i think there's Currently, maybe sixteen. I have some notes here, so I don't. You're have to I don't think there's me.
1: even that many. I think um, there were think supposed to be sixteen, and not many of them got actually built. Uh, Here's I what cr- we
0: got. We have current, currently sixteen or ten, ten current stations in the Bay, Sacramento, and Reno area, and then an, another sixteen in the Santa Barbara, LA, and San Diego. Now, both of those areas are going to get an additional eighteen each, so thirty-six additional stations. But I cannot tell you whether or not all of those stations that are currently there are public, for public use, or if some of them are for uh, private, like, uh, I don't know what the best word but the best word for it is, like uh, commercial use or, or fleet
1: use. Fleet use is probably, a, yeah, a good term. But you, but you know what's interesting is, I remember reading not too long ago, year, year and a half, a story about someone who had purchased a, a, more than one person, who had purchased a hydrogen car in California, and I believe they were in the Los Angeles area, and they wrote about how many of the stations that had existed at the time when they bought the car were shuttered and mothballed, and they had to drive something like 40 miles each way to fuel their car, and even though fuel was included in the cost of their lease, it was it was taking so much fuel to, because hydrogen cars are not necessarily that efficient. And uh, it was taking a significant amount of fuel for them to just to get fuel, and then they would have to come back and burn even more fuel. And it was really problematic. And uh, I think a big part of it was there was no real profit involved for the people who were running the stations. Like um, yeah. the explosion of hydrogen cars, or the infrastructure investment, just didn't happen.
0: Yeah, and, it, to use the word explosion for hydrogen cars, <laughs> um, and their growth was is is a very is a bad term. Um, not because it's funny to think of the Hindenburg, but um, it's like it's been slow. It's a slow burn for sure. Nothing, nothing is really capturing the eyes of consumers. And is this like a is this a this is like a chicken the chicken and the egg situation? If you build a really good car that runs on hydrogen, will that increase the public's awareness on it and then want to see more of those stations out there? So the demand for those stations will will increase, or do you need to have a bunch of stations so that when people um, finally see a hydrogen car? that they're, they're, they think is worth their money, they can be like, well, at least now I can buy it knowing that I'm going to have a place to, to refuel.
1: I don't know. It's, it is tough. E, and and e, while you were while you were talking, um, I called up... So there's a website. You, it's the California Fuel Cell Partnership. You called it? I called it up. You called somebody while... No, no, no. We were, I, I called okay. it up online. Online. <laughs> I used the mouse and I... Perhaps the terminology is antiquated. I yeah. accessed the internet <laughs> and it spit out some information. And with that information takes the form of a map. And that map shows all of the stations you were just talking about in California. Um, And if you're to look at Los Angeles, so Mm -hmm. there are a number of stations that are either being built or are offline. Uh, But the ones that are online, they're only in certain areas. So there's one at the LA airport. There's two near... There's one in Santa Monica, one in Brentwood, one in Beverly Hills, one in Hollywood. Then it gets iffy. If you start moving east, there's one in Pasadena... And there's one way down near Signal Hill. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing in East Los Angeles. There's nothing in Downey, Huntington Park, Montebello. There's absolutely nothing. There's a huge gap in the middle of the map. You have to go all the way out. Isn't that crazy? You have to go all the way out to Highway 57 or 60, I'm sorry, where 57 and 60 meet. And uh, there's one there. And then there's one in Yorba Linda. And then that's it. There's one. There's nothing else. Orange County doesn't have one santa ana doesn't have one there's one that's being there's one that's listed as under construction or permanent in progress sorry for orange county um huntington beach doesn't have one newport beach doesn't have one there's one in costa mesa and then okay, there's one ben, in set-
0: I, You are 100% boring our, our audience now by telling us where these stations are. All right. Well, I I'm sorry I bored it, everybody, what, but, what, but the what picture is of painting. What's interesting is, is, is com- contrast that map, the number of stations that you're discussing, to the number of, let's say, superchargers. Okay? Yeah, it's, it's, Tesla, it's, a Tesla Tesla superchargers. it's a huge difference. It's a huge difference. Superchargers only work for one kind of. Well, uh, the Model S and the Model X, so one automaker. Hydrogen cars technically can be working for any automaker. Um, it's it's the same sort of plug. It's the same fuel all around. How like how did the Tesla get the jump on this um, in in such a in a, a convincing manner? And people see those stations when they're driving by, and they're like, oh, Tesla, I, I get it now. Yeah,
1: but you know, you know the the problem with those Tesla stations is Tesla refused to use the SAE internationally agreed upon charging standard, so that's why no one else can use those stations, and there 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 is an SAE standard for electric cars, so that what you end up have so that you avoid what happened with Tesla, um, wherein you have basically duplicated infrastructure. That ghettoizes the type of vehicle you're driving. So you know if GM and Nissan and all these companies can get together and, and agree on a standard, basically for their plugs, and Tesla's like, no, we're going to do our own thing because we don't agree. And it's 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 a you know society of, of automotive engineers. It's not like they just pulled this out of out of nowhere. Um, that's something that's kind of I think frustrating. Uh, it, it kind of balkanizes the the automotive landscape for electric cars.
0: Yeah, I mean it's like. It's tough. Imagine you couldn't put uh, like you go to the grocery store, you get some groceries, but you can't put it in your fridge or something like that. It just doesn't it doesn't make any sense. You, you like this is something that you should you should like how do we have, we have standards for everything else that's that's important on our road even fuel right like fuel there's standards for fuel in our in our countries.
1: It's true, uh, but there's still times where, especially in the Midwest, where if you're driving, you can't get say 91 octane fuel, and that's um, brutal
0: for like luxury car owners or turbocharged cars. Or exactly. Cars, I, car I remember drivers, right? I was in
1: the middle of the desert. Uh, doing mini takes estates and we were in a, a turbocharged mini and we got to a gas station and they had 85 and 87 85 <laughs> and what are we going to do with that what the I mean, heck is 85 it's for it's for farm equipment Ugh. yeah
0: okay yeah. you know what as, as much as much it's it's ridiculous to talk about the this hydrogen stuff without talking about this this car i went to drive the car not just talking about the uh the 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 availability of hydrogen fuel um and i think i i i summed it Summed up how these things work. You you fill a tank of hydrogen. The hydrogen provides electricity to a battery, and the battery's powers a uh, an electric in, uh, an electric motor.
1: Okay? And then you, you you access the power via the accelerator and the decelerator matrix, right? Yes, that's r- that's right. Um,
0: and just like a hy- uh, sorry, just like a hybrid car, uh, there's a regen on on de- well, not on demand, but there's a regenerative braking uh, that will recharge that battery as well. So you're not always just extracting um, the the hydrogen. For the purpose of filling up that battery, but you can get it from the from the brakes from the braking as well. Um this car, the clarity, I'm gonna be totally honest with you. It drives very well. It drives like very unremarkably like like a normal car. Um, it's kind of heavy. It's over four thousand pounds, and it's fairly large. I would say it's a bit larger than an accord
1: it's it's definitely large, and um, it looks large too, because of the styling.
0: Mm-hmm. And the styling is very. Uh, what's the best word of, to, to. What's the best way to describe it? A citru- polarizing uh in terms of profile. What it I has think that is... sloping rear end, and it's got a, a a rear wheel skirt. I suppose it
1: still has the skirts because I've seen. It's a
0: very. It's a very subtle skirt. It's not like the old one that like covers up the wheel oh, all the way up goodness. to the hub. This when one it, covers up maybe the rubber, and that's it.
1: They were gonna. So I remember. I don't. Am I wrong about this? But when it came out at LA, I want to say two years ago. Uh, at the auto show, I went to the the little premiere that they had, and the skirts were big. <laughs> like, they were really big. And I'm looking at it, I'm thinking like Pontiac 80s. Like, that's how it, how it reminded me. Um, and then when they came up with the production car, it, the skirts were gone. And I think it might have been because just so much negative backlash about uh, something that, you know, I understand the aerodynamic concepts behind it, but come on, man
0: um it's it's definitely still got a skirt it also has something so i'm going to describe a, a, an aerodynamic feature that modern, many modern cars have it's called air curtains have you ever heard this term
1: air curtains i have say it again air curtains yeah there we go
0: um basically there are little cut slits in the front bumper that allow air to pass through the bumper and and are directed um side b- beside the wheels. Is that the best way to describe it? So sure. that the there's less turbulence coming from the from where the wheels are spinning and you're going to get uh, an, an improved aerodynamic uh, flow and improved efficiency altogether. This car is the first application of rear air curtains. So by the by the front of the rear wheel. Um, so right underneath the passenger, the rear passenger doors, there's another slit in the in the bodywork that again will direct air uh through the car and improve aerodynamics as well. So it's very interesting to see the 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 design. It has some functional elements to it as well. Um but okay. I've got to, Yes? No go on. I've got to I've got to admit it's a very big car. Um it's also according to Honda the first five passenger um hydrogen sedan. Um, and okay. I believe they had to say that because I think the Tucson, the Hyundai Tucson fuel cell was five passengers as well but the other big dedicated fuel cell vehicle which is the Toyota Mirai is just four passengers
1: now now can you buy this car or can you only lease it you can
0: you can only lease it it's a three-year lease You requ- you need to put down something uh, just over $2,000 to uh, to lease it and the lease payments I think are $369 a month um, it includes I believe 20,000 miles um, Per year and which is a lot and uh $15,000 um in fuel costs
1: $15,000 so that's $5,000 a year just to buy hydrogen fuel yeah $5,000 US I want to stress that um Mm -hmm. it's a significant amount of money for fuel so I I'm assuming either this fuel is very expensive or this car is very inefficient which which one of them is it I think it's more the
0: fuel is very uh, expensive. Um, I took a photo. We actually refueled it. We didn't. Ha- we didn't have to put very much in the car at well, at all. And I don't even know how to be- how to best describe the fueling process because um, it's it's unrelatable to anything else you've probably ever pumped. This it's I believe sixteen dollars per kilogram. <laughs> I have no I have no idea how to convert that exactly. to anything that. To anything that matters, right? To anything that's relatable. Uh, the car's tank is approximately uh, five kilograms, uh, almost six, I
1: believe. And what's the range on the car when it's full?
0: Honda says it's it's uh, it's EPA rated at three hundred and sixty-six miles uh, combined. And uh, when we when we had it full, the car said was significantly less than that. Uh, in terms of the onboard computer, it suggested something close to two hundred and sixty-six.
1: So that's two hundred sixty six is right around what a Chevy Bolt uh, Bolt will get you on mm-hmm. a full battery charge.
0: But it takes how long to to recharge a Bolt?
1: Uh, I think in half an hour you get eighty percent.
0: Okay. Well, this takes less than five minutes, man. Okay. Um, but okay, you don't. Don't, don't get you don't defensive. Have, you don't have to pay. You don't have to pay sixteen dollars a kilogram
1: for your Bolt battery. It's your true, bolt and you don't have to support the murderous hydrogen lobby. <laughs>
0: what? Don't don't go. Those those claims haven't been founded.
1: Their fleet of hydrogen harvesting submarines that are just terraforming the undersea environment off the coast of the Pacific. You're making that up. Uh, Maybe I am, but you know what? (laughs) The ocean is a big place and a lot of things could be happening.
0: That's right. Um, Can I talk about the way this car drives?
1: Sure. It drives pretty well. <laughs> how, how, okay, how, how much how much horsepower is pretty well in the in the Sammy Hajisad universe? It has
0: 174 horsepower and something over like 220 pound feet of torque. What does
1: it weigh?
0: I it's over 4,000 pounds. Whoa! <laughs> yeah,
1: that's that's so. So it's basically like driving an SUV,
0: a turbocharged like, SUV,
1: like a midsize. <laughs> a, a, what? A turbo- like a turbocharged SUV. like because of all that torque. Also, the torque comes in all at that zero. torque 220 pound feet. Yeah, man. That's oh. like the same amount of torque you get in a Volkswagen GTI. That's, that's not a huge amount of torque. Hey, are you trying to tell me a GTI is not an not, Actually, not a, a on GTI a... makes 258 now. So it's, it's not even the same amount of torque you get in a, in a, you know what? I don't know. It just seems like heavy. It is,
0: the... it is heavy. It doesn't feel that bad. The car is very responsive. You know, an electric motor um, provides a really good throttle response. It's yeah. a direct drive.
1: Uh, you can't say throttle though cuz there's no throttle on an electric car. We're, we're all going to have to relearn how to talk about this stuff. So what would be the best term to use? You could use accelerator, I guess, because it, you can't even Acceler- say throttle for Acceler- diesel like it's not it's not the same thing. response. Yeah, I guess. Cuz okay. there's no air. There's no air coming in, right? A throttle controls air. It's it's anyway. Okay, I got you. It's still a gas pedal, isn't it? Technically. Kind of What? No.
0: <laughs> there's a gas there's a gas tank in the back. It's a hydrogen Yeah, tank.
1: but it's a, you're not getting any power from that. That's true. Um,
0: This is going to be. This is completely going to rework our our whole industry. eh? We're going to have to change all sorts of things
1: here. Mass layoffs. Oh no, no, we're just going to have to. It's like (laughs) sorry, Sammy. Like Win Infinity. It's like there'll be a note. There'll be a note in your locker at the end of this podcast. All of my stuff in a box. Back to the minor leagues.
0: Oh no, please no. Riding the bus. Like a schmuck. I mean, I'm sorry, all the bus riding people out there. Please continue wow to our podcast. Thirty
1: percent of our audience tuning out right now because of your careless whisper. You're gonna cut that out, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, it's really fun. It's
0: very, it's very, it's it was fun to drive. And uh, hey, it's got your favorite function, a sport mode. Oh, wow. that uh, that will uh, increase the the regen modes that p- pretty much when you let off that uh, pedal uh, that go forward pedal, um, it will uh, apply really, really aggressive regen and it feels like you're downshifting. And we had some we had this car on the on some curvy roads, and it was very enjoyable. The steering was nice and linear. um the throttle response was really good. This electric motor uh, revs up past. Twelve thousand RPM, I believe, Um, but it never sounds. You know, there's not a significant sound that comes out of this car. And we also compared it to the, or had a chance to drive the the Marai, and I took that that chance. And uh, the car was that car in comparison to this clarity, um, really really sounded unrefined. It made a lot of noise. and that's something that I don't recall it doing. I believe that's tire noise.
1: Do you think uh, it's because the Honda was filling the Mirai with bootleg hydrogen to kind of like skew the results of the comparison?
0: Yeah, honestly, I, I truly believe that and uh, <laughs> <laughs> And of course the Mirai would take bootleg um, hydrogen and it'll
1: take what Yeah, it'll take whatever you give it. Exactly
0: and uh, we all know the clarity uh, with its pure soul will only take pure hydrogen.
1: I have two questions about uh, about the clarity. Again, um, mm-hmm. when you mentioned the fueling process, were you allowed to fuel the vehicle yourself, or did a technician fuel it for you? Uh, he coached us
0: through it. We did it ourselves.
1: Okay, and is that what it would be like for all owners?
0: Yes, there was nobody. There's a uh, actually a little uh, video guide on the on the pump that can to- show people how to do it. Okay, um, that sounds at, uh, yeah, totally okay. safe
1: what (laughs) that sounds totally a video guide sounds totally safe (laughs) why why nothing uh when i was uh when i was a younger man i i was dating a woman whose family uh was running a small business and they had a van a dodge van actually that ran on um propane yeah and in order to fuel that van you took it to like a uh a propane dispensary i guess Hmm. and um I can't remember if it was propane or natural gas, come to think of it. One of those two things. The story's and falling apart. It is falling apart. But the amusing part is you weren't allowed to do the process yourself. A technician had to do it, and you had to stand behind a blast barrier <laughs> <laughs> while the person was doing it, because that's how risky this apparently was. What? That's fantastic.
0: I mean, I I mean I believe that.
1: Uh, and the van got horrible mileage. It was like it was a it was a 318 V8 that had been converted to this fuel um and i want it was probably natural gas come to think of it and yeah so i don't this was a long time ago late 90s so i'm i don't know if the technology has changed but i've always wondered about hydrogen fuel if it was a similar process but i'm glad it's not Um, the the other question i had yes is there a mode that allows me to convert the hydrogen fuel to use as a weapon in traffic
0: uh, no, not not in this one. Maybe the Clarity SI will have a more aggressive, or Type R will have a more aggressive uh, some drive modes that will allow you to do that. Uh, they haven't confirmed that, but I have a feeling it's on the it's on the horizon. Okay. Um, can I also bring up another? There's another interesting aspect with the design of the of the fuel cell guts of this car. Um, it takes up the same footprint as Honda's 3.5 liter V6. Um, and in theory they can put that fuel cell stack electric motor, um, in, in any car that takes a V6. Okay. Any of their cars take a V6. You just have to find a place to put the battery and the, um, what's the other thing? The tanks <laughs> of hydrogen, which so is that's very, kind that's, of inter- mid- that's interesting, it's, isn't it?
1: But that's a big issue. I mean, if you have to find a room for a battery in the tanks, I mean, it's probably not going in a Honda Fit, Right.
0: Mm-hmm. That's right. Because
1: remember, remember when they put the fit the, the Fit EV, it lost magic seat. Yeah. So I can't imagine that if that was the sacrifice they made for that car, I can't imagine there's room for the battery and tanks in like a subcompact, but maybe an SUV.
0: I can see it happening in an SUV. They've, I believe, it could fit in. It could definitely fit in an Odyssey, for
1: example. A, oh yeah, they could island. totally corner the hydrogen minivan market. That totally exists and is a real thing. <laughs> Excuse
0: you, there is a plug-in version of the of the Pacifica. People are apparently interested in green, three-row family friendly. I am friendly. I
1: am not denying that. I'm I said hydrogen. I didn't. I, which in my world in my mind is just another word for fantasy. Like <laughs> it's no oh, because it's it's oh. impractical to a huge degree. We were talking about the first of all i'm not sure if we actually have a commercially viable way of producing hydrogen that doesn't consume more electricity in production than the fuel is able to generate when you're using it we'll Um, find a way we'll got we've got to find a way all right. Well, we'll find a way to Mars too, but I'm not count- I'm not buying the ticket tomorrow. You know, it, it's just, right. it really feels like we talk about compliance cars on this podcast in the past, vehicles that car companies make specifically because regulations require them to build non-emission, non-emitting vehicles for certain markets. And when we talk about hydrogen and when we talk about how you can't buy them and it's a lease only and the fuel comes with it, it just seems like a compliance car to me. And it's hard for me to get excited about that because it, I don't see it impacting most people lives anytime soon
0: Uh, I think it'll take a long time before we're ready for that Uh, I can I can think 10 20 years that until we're ready to to really have more widespread adoption of this car it'll take or these types of cars I just I just don't see it happening tomorrow I don't see it happening next year I don't see it happening within five years um Do you, did they give we, you
1: sales did they give you sales figures for the previous generation clarity i'm gonna look that up right now yeah, I guess there's absolutely. No sales they, figures. they
0: said the very first fuel cell vehicle which was a very limited run of vehicles was in the tens of cars the last generation one which uh showed up in 2008 was in the hundreds and they're aiming for about for in the thousands in this with this car
1: and what i find interesting is that previous generation clarity was a decent looking car um, it didn't in, it, in the sense that it didn't look unusual. It didn't look like, hey, this is a hydrogen powered car. It kind of looked like a basic sedan uh, that just happened to have a hydrogen engine. And then they kind of went the other way. I- I'm looking at sales statistics now. Are you curious about? Um, th- th- so here's here's FCX US sales just in the <laughs> states alone. The Honda Clarity in 2002 they sold one. Yeah. <laughs> in 2003 they sold four. Woo! Then that's a four hundred
0: percent increase.
1: Three years in a row, from 04 sure. to 06, they sold six every year, and then things got exciting. <laughs> Hold on, in two, they, 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 <laughs> I don't understand how these are sales though. They're they've got to be leases, right? Well, in two thousand in two thousand seven, Sammy, they yeah. sold ten. That doesn't they, make any they, sense. So the broke. year
0: before, the year before their new model.
1: Two thousand seven the they sold generation 10. model? In two thousand eight, people were so excited for the new model they sold eleven. Yes. And then that drops to five. Oh, and then shoot. here's the here's the maximum number of sales they had until yeah. twenty seventeen. Here we go. Seventeen in twenty ten. Boom. Twenty fourteen and twenty fifteen, they sold two a year, dude. Oh, and then I don't know what happened, but in twenty seventeen so far to date, guess how many they've sold? How many? 69 holy moly Uh, (laughs) i know i think i'm gonna put this in excel spreadsheet and check it out (laughs) but i'm pretty sure that in 2017 they have sold more clarities (laughs) than they have ever sold (laughs) in in the total in total period well there you go it's a huge i don't know these numbers that's a huge deal and maybe these aren't accurate numbers but uh, while you're science...
0: while you're doing that math, can I talk? Oh, it's not. Oh.
1: So they sold ninety five up to this point. So I, I'm a little okay. I'm a little off, but still. It, it, well, it's, 2017 it's... is is three months in. <laughs> I know, and it's still two thirds of total yeah. like fourteen years of FCX production.
0: <laughs> Brutal. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, the this car no longer feels like a science experiment. It feels like a a, a full fledged great car, uh, really buttoned down uh, inside and out. Uh, I really like the interior, with the exception of the um, Honda way of not putting a volume knob on the infotainment. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, solid, uh, beautiful interior, actually. Um, They've got some really nice fabrics in there, uh, ultra suede, nice leather seats.
1: Ultra Uh, suede. I love this term. Yeah. (laughs) It's like suede's not enough anymore. I believe ultra
0: suede is supposed to be cl- like uh, more eco-friendly or green. Three or years from like now,
1: this? mega suede,
0: mega, giga suede, <laughs> and uh, and it was it was thoroughly an enjoyable car when
1: you weren't thinking about the logistics of hydrogen. Yeah, when you weren't, you know, it's it's all right, fine. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah, I'm not, I, you know, what, I'm not saying it's a bad car, but it's it's a bad car in the sense that it has no place in the market, and I, you know, it's it's hard to get excited about a car that doesn't fit into anyone's life. Yeah, like. unless you're – yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, here's an interesting inf- piece of information. The number <laughs> of colors that you can get to Clarity. Infinite. Nope. Three times more than the last one. Wow. There was only
1: one color left. <laughs> Maybe that's why they're selling so much better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe seafoam green wasn't a good choice. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it was like red or what? It was like a red. The old know. one. And now you can get it in a red, white, and black. You know mm. why I don't know what the clarity color used to be? Because they sold 96 cars over the course of 14 years. <laughs> <laughs> this is sad. This is not great. <laughs> and they didn't sell them in Canada, right? We can't buy oh, them in Canada? I, because I have... Canadians aren't interested in the hydrogen economy, right? That's that's the message I'm getting. I figured
0: that – I thought that hydrogen would make more sense to Canadians than electricity would. Electric why? Because,
1: with. because it, we can burn it when it gets cold? I, what's the –
0: because the the range I think our country is is quite large and and this the distance between c- cities in in Canada is way way greater than in the us
1: but th- so, that's why that's why we'll never get it because first of all it just means you're farther or you're always farther away from a, a hydrogen station but if there was a
0: but these things still have 300 mile 300 miles of range that's a lot of that's a, that's a lot of kilometers it's like at least five hundred kilometers five hundred
1: kilometers right so there'd have to be you would maybe make it to toronto from montreal mm-hmm. maybe
0: and those are two major cities that would if there was going to be hydrogen stations there should be hydrogen stations so then two you, cities.
1: you would put one on the 401 i guess that would that would be the solution boom that sounds like a so great yeah, idea and sure you would that would work it, you, would, you would refill it in
0: five minutes rather than i kind of see what you're
1: saying because 90, i mean 90
0: we, minutes in a in a or however long, yeah, ninety minutes. How long is that? Sorry, I keep, always mess this up with. I, feel with like, I think you can get where charge. you're
1: going in in thirty minutes in in a in a fast charge. But um, it's still a long period it's still of time. Thirty I agree minutes. With you. That's,
0: three, that's like they said three to five minutes in a in a hydrogen car.
1: No, I told I totally see. I I agree. I agree with you. It is a it is a big disparity. But you know, and you know, there are only so many cities in Canada, so you could theoretically, it might be easier here to make a hydrogen network. That would serve most Canadians because like what, seventy-five percent of us live in major cities and there are what five major cities in Canada? Yeah. S- s- but once you get once you get west of Toronto.
0: That's it. Like you won't it, be able yeah.
1: you will not be
0: able to make it to the to Yeah, you won't be able to make it to the so West Coast. That's where it falls apart. Without so going to the just, US, I
1: guess, but there's no
0: stations there. Um, yeah, you'd
1: have to you have to go to like Eau Claire or something. What's
0: another there was another idea that uh, that pops into my head. Um, you know in, in Japan Cars like this have the ability to func- to power a, a home uh, in the case of uh, an emergency, a natural disaster. Or a the emergency- Nissan Leaf can do that, too, I believe. Right. But I think a hydrogen-powered car would be more of an interesting um, element in that case because it's, uh, it's easily refuel refillable, I suppose, in five minutes again, to instead, of, instead of having to recharge it through a plug. Um, and so this car can do that in Japan. Um, but there's I- a
1: big but, though. I mean not no no big butt. I was wondering. The big if but was... is if you run out of fuel because you've been charging your house, yes, you can't, can't bring a jug of hydrogen home.
0: <laughs> Why not? Why
1: can't we? If we can if we can carry propane tanks around. I don't know. I'm just assuming you can. I am assuming I can't show up at the station with a tank and be it's like because, fill this up. It's because
0: hydrogen what? has to be extremely cold, I believe, in order to My
1: my hydrogen lawnmower needs some hydrogen fuel.
0: Yes. Um but I thought that'd be another way of of utilizing, and another way that Canadians would probably really—I mean, you know, guys who have like cottages or something like that, and they have to they have to keep them on the grid or something throughout the the year, either to keep them warm or you know they're just that's the way they're hooked up. But if you had this car, you can bring it to your cottage, you can plug it into your cottage and power, and up then be up
1: totally it. stranded because there's no <laughs> there's no hydrogen station near your remote cottage. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's still some things I'm still thinking about. Maybe but they could airdrop some hydrogen from a helicopter. That, that sounds, sounds affordable. That That's why it's $5,000 a year. <laughs> <laughs> $5,000 a year
0: for what? Sorry. Oh, yeah, $5,000 of, of fuel. Um, but, of course, we, we're forgetting the, the final thing about hydrogen is that it's clean burning. Uh, the only emission is water and water vapor. And... Um,
1: and the hydrogen gangs underneath the oceans strip mining our 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 planet solely for hydrogen power.
0: Totally. I mean, what about the electric cars though? They they half the time they're not done through um, any clean ma- clean. No, speak method. for your
1: own uh, energy starved province, my friend. In Quebec, it's all uh, I mean, mine hydroelectricity. Is this, mine is the same which- too which is a horribly destructive environmental technology in the sense that you flood thousands of square miles of land to and destroy it in order to generate power. But, what uh, but we always overlook that when we're talking about renewable energy.
0: <laughs> okay. But what about, the right. place, what about the places that, uh, that use coal or um, nuclear power plants or... What other methods of of generating electricity? Wind.
1: That's the worst. Burning trash. Wind. Why is wind the worst? Because birds. (laughs) What? You know. No, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Everyone knows. The birds. What are you talking about? Uh, The farmlands. They ruin the the landscape of the farmlands. Oh, give me a break. You know what else ruins the landscape of the farmlands? Coal-burning plants that obscure the sky so there's no sun. How about that? Hard to see... The farmlands under an eternal coal night. I've noticed that too. Uh,
0: I'm joking about that, of course, but there it is a, it is a major thing in in some of the the countryside here that uh, people don't want wind turbines on their on their lands, and I don't yeah, really yeah, understand it's, why. It's,
1: well, because the wealth, wealthy people should not have to live by the same rules as anyone else.
0: Of course. Um, why don't we segue out of out of my hydrogen powered future and into ten percent your... of our audience dropping <laughs> off right oh, now. No, and into your. Future vehicle. Ten percent of our audience coming tuning back in somehow.
1: <laughs> they can sense it. They're like, yeah. oh, Sammy's off the hydrogen now.
0: Yeah. What did you drive? You also drove something that's equally uh, futuristic. I
1: drove. I drove two vehicles uh, last week. Whoa! At the, the same, same time, but, they're the same but different. Um, one. That, one was the Hyundai uh, Ionic, or as we call it in Quebec, Ionique um ev which is an electric vehicle and i also drove the hybrid version of the ionic which is mm, partially electric you could say is that the plug-in hybrid or the regular it's a regular i don't think there's a plug-in hybrid version there might be but if there is i'm not aware of it or it's not available now um it's just a regular hybrid and yeah the the ev it was good uh it's a good power um like you said low the the torque is instantaneous the car is small it's not big like the the Or the uh, the clarity, so like it's a small hatchback. Any other cars um, you want to you want to name when discussing how big the car is? Well, they're just two cars that we we just recently. <laughs> just, it's also it's also not as big as a Ford Raptor. Um, yeah, it's it's much smaller than a Raptor, and uh, the range. Ooh, off, you know what? I feel kind of like I'm underprepared for this because I I haven't really got my notes together on the car, but uh, I want to say it's around a hundred miles, maybe hundred and twenty miles. Uh, so again, it's not the problem I have with with the ionic. It's, uh,
0: it's one ten. Sorry to interrupt you there. One hundred and ten miles. Yeah. Okay.
1: So the 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 problem i have with the Ionic isn't anything to do with how it drives or how it was built because it's a very well executed vehicle decent space inside even with the battery pack and it's good to drive the problem is when you have a car like the chevrolet bolt which which it exists now it's real it's it's on the market i have one in my driveway as it has, we speak has twice as much range right more than twice, more than as, twice much as much range. range it essentially renders every ev <clears throat> irrelevant uh, every EV that's less than the Bolt is no longer competitive. In terms of and range. I'm, I, I'm sorry?
0: In terms of range. Any any car that's less than the EV in terms of range. I mean exactly. in terms of the Ion- uh, Man, I'm losing it here. In terms of the Bolt.
1: Yes, which is every other car that's
0: not a Tesla. That's not a Tesla and not a bajillion dollars. How much do the – at least how much – is the is the
1: IONIQ – IONIQ? Is it cheaper than the um, Bolt? I don't think it is. I don't have pricing in front of me again. Uh, Let me check quickly. I believe they're roughly the same. Um, Then that's that's uh, brutal. I would.
0: There would be no reason to buy uh, a Hyundai Ioniq.
1: So I'm. I'm, You know, cars like the the Ionic cars. The Ionic EV, not the hybrid, just the EV. Mm -hmm. Cars like the Prius. uh, The Prius C isn't a full EV. Is it's a hybrid as well? Right? No. Uh, Cars like the 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 Volt. uh, Sorry, the um, the Nissan Leaf which the, I believe is getting uh, your Mits- arranged. You're, you're also forgetting the Mitsubishi iMeeve. Okay, the Mitsubishi iMeeve has never been competitive. It's essentially a golf cart. So uh, let's just forget about that vehicle. It's No, I'm sorry, but that is a pure compliance car. And mm-hmm. it's it's a car that could have been better. And I've never read anything positive about it. <laughs> I've never talked to anyone who was like, you know what, I really enjoyed the Meeve. I, I've never talked to anyone who wasn't <laughs> stranded by it <laughs> at some point. Okay. There's there's so many nice
0: electric cars out there that you can say are completely useless now because because of the bolt.
1: Ford uh, Ford uh, Focus Focus electric again a car that like the Ionic is drives nicely. Uh, has a good chassis, but the range just kills it now. I mean, why would you buy these cars? They, they're they're almost all city cars at this point. F- Fiat 500e, a car that's very good to drive, completely irrelevant, and it's too bad. I think for Hyundai, it's going to be fine because, the, the like you said, they have the Ionic family now, which means there's a hybrid. There's there is a plug-in hybrid coming in the autumn. Mm-hmm. I just checked on that. It's not available yet. But they also have the regular hybrid, and the regular hybrid is only twenty-two grand. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I want to talk about this regular hybrid because um... –
0: me and you have talked about uh, Hyundai hybrids before, uh, with the Sonata plug-in
1: hybrid. Sonata plug-in hybrid is an excellent car. And it we both came to the, that
0: conclusion. We both said it's that one that
1: of was, the it's yeah. the the best car they make, I think. And now uh, they've that, taken out the plug-in element with this car that you drove. It's probably it's going to come back likely with. The, it's going to come back. Yeah, but you're looking at a different class of vehicle. This isn't you know it's not a luxury car like mm-hmm. the because because the the plug-in version of the Sonata. It's very comfortable, lots of features it's big it's 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 got a, a definite style. the the ionic hybrid, it's aimed at the entry level. so you got to temper your expectations when it comes to the interior it's not bad, but it's nothing like a luxury car um, or a premium car. but I will say this it doesn't have that vibe that the Prius does. Where you get in the Prius and you're confronted with like the weird shifter stock and it yep. has like the letter B on it and you don't know what that means and like the dash is strange and y- you get the impression kind of like the Clarity that hey this is a this is a special car this, this is, is not different. a normal car yep you get in the Ionic Hybrid and it's like hey you're in a Hyundai
0: yep and it does that everything, sweet little Hyundai chime when you get in and out
1: yep everything that the, everything that a Hyundai does the Ionic Hybrid does um, fuel mileage are you ready for this Hit me. 58 miles per gallon. Combined. Holy moly. Yes, and the range is 690 miles per tank. Whoa. Uh, I was driving it around for four or five days, and I never had the battery charge get below half. The the the, the uh, recharge system was really good for regeneration. Mm-hmm. Um, I used barely any fuel, and uh, I didn't feel like I was making any sacrifices to do that. So kudos to Hyundai for, for building this car, because once again, th- you have a company... That has gone toe-to-toe with its major competitor, yeah. Uh, That's Toyota case, yeah, Toyota Prius, and it's done something that is as good.
0: You don't think it's, as, it's, it's better?
1: It depends on what you want. I think it's better if you're looking for a more normal car experience. Uh, it's smaller than a Prius, you're not going to get the same amount of cargo. Uh, so for some people that will make a difference. I also don't know if – it's hard to to compete with the Prius because it's such a brand. It's such a default for electric cars. Everyone who owns a Prius is just going to buy another Prius. I don't know how much cross-shopping there really is. Uh, so Hyundai's best bet might be to get go after new people, new customers who have considered a hybrid but were either turned off by the cost or – because, I mean, I think if you want decent features on a Prius, you got to spend a fair amount of money. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's not the Hyundai. I believe is more affordable. Um yeah. it's and also it's, got a, it, it, it's got
0: also got backed by a decent warranty when you when you talk about Hyundais. It's uh, true, if, and if new new car buyers are usually concerned about their or, or at least very proud of a good warranty.
1: And uh, something else that I I, I honestly hadn't thought of until now, but the new Prius, the current Prius, it looks really strange. It looks, the it outside. does
0: look very, it looks very bizarre. Okay, let me ask you if you could get this Ionic in a in a in a crossover st- body style, would you like it?
1: I don't think so because I don't know if it has enough power to carry the extra weight. I'm also not a huge crossover guy. Uh, I think if you're, it's it's an interesting question because if you're buying a hybrid because you wanna save money on fuel, then you should be buying a small car because it all comes down to weight and a, a lighter car, regardless of whether it's a gas engine, a hybrid engine, a battery powered car is gonna give you better efficiency.
0: Ben, you're gonna hate me. It was a trick question. There is a hybrid version of this car. Essentially, I mean, a, a, a crossover version of this car. It's over in Kia. Can you tell me what the the Nero? How different the Nero is from the I, Ionic? Okay,
1: hybrid? so that that is, you know what? Don't hang up on me, man. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I did that to you. So the Nero.
0: And you've driven a Nero, but in a pre-production form, right?
1: Yeah, a couple okay. of years ago. And I've heard great
0: things about it um, with the production version that came out. Uh, this year or late last year, I can't quite. I
1: I like the Nero. Uh, it's not as engaging to drive because it's a little bit. It feels bigger. Um, the styling is also not quite as um, I wouldn't say arresting. It's a little more plain. Which is weird considering it's a Kia and and usually style is their thing. But um, in any case, it must it, have a very it, similar
0: powertrain. If I if I'm, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't hold it past them if they had the similar powertrain.
1: I, I honestly don't know. Neither do
0: I. Well, I honestly don't. Know. We got caught off guard. I shouldn't have done.
1: This. I have a funny, but you know what? this kind of save us from the embarrassment of not knowing that fact. I have a funny story about the Nero. Sure. So we were driving in Seoul, and we went to Kia's um, it's kind of like their center uh, for d- research and development. and it's it's way on the outskirts in like an industrial area of Seoul. And we we had an engineer driving with us in the back of the vehicle, and he was asking us a bunch of questions. Uh, you know, What do you think of this? What do you think of that? And, and we were having a conversation. And then we got to this part of town where there were a whole bunch of new residential buildings that had been built. And it was kind of weird. They were they were in the middle of nowhere, basically. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, uh, he points at the buildings. He's like, you see these buildings here? And we're like, yeah. He's like, these are all very new. He's like, people didn't used to want to come here. And I was like, "Oh, really? Why not?" And he's like, mm, "This area very popular with serial killers." <laughs> and I was like, w- w- "What do you what do you mean by popular?" And he says, oh, he says, a very isolated, great place to dump bodies, and no one ever finds them. And then he's, like, telling us a story about how they just kept leaving bodies here, and they would find them, like, months and months later. And it became known as the serial killer area, and people just stopped going completely. Hmm. And then I guess some developers just bought the land, and they were like, yeah, whatever, and we'll build some buildings. And now it's got a new reputation. <laughs>
0: oh, great. Of being, what, anyway. like cookie-cutter homes? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Kind of, yeah. Kind um, of, yeah, so in, instead of... I guess it just kills your soul now. <laughs> Yeesh. Um, all right. That, uh, that was, that's our recap of the cars we
0: drove um, this week. Uh, there's some more interesting cars uh, next week, but we'll, we'll bring those up later at the end of the podcast. We've got one more quick segment to do. Um, ben, why don't you uh, why don't you lead us... Why don't you introduce our, our new segment today? Uh,
1: so we wanted to talk about... Um, you know, sometimes when you're young, your parents do things that embarrass you. And I, I'm fortunate, and this never happened to me. But I've heard enough stories about people who had embarrassing cars. Uh, that their parents owned and they were so ashamed to ride in them whether they were because they were over the top or whether they were they were just like in terrible condition or they were just weird and you know they would they would not want their parents to pick them up and so we sammy and i i the funniest story i've heard is so my my grandfather um sent both of his daughters to this to a private school in the area where he lived and he would he would show up to pick them up from school on a tractor (laughs) that he had. It was a bright blue tractor that had a front loader on it. And he would wear this, this leather fur hat that had earmuffs and ear flaps and he would wait outside the school building until school was out. and then he would he would take them home. And one of his one of his daughters, my aunt, would run from it and like wait and and hide somewhere in the school until he had gone because she didn't want to be seen with him. And he did it specifically because he knew that <laughs> he would get that reaction. So Sammy, I, my question to you is, what do you think the most embarrassing car is now? That you could get picked if you were a kid, you're a teenager, and you're trying to be cool or whatever. What do you think the most embarrassing car is you could get picked up in?
0: That's really tough. I would say, um, brand new car because I would I would honestly jump to like a Scion IQ with something really small and dorky like that. Think, looks super I, what, uncomfortable. it?
1: Like, it can be an old car. I mean, do you no, think no, the IQ is
0: embarrassing. I, did, I mean, I honestly think it would be it would be kind of weird. Like, it I, I don't I think very few people fit like actually like look. Like, they're a normal-sized person in this car. It's very hard <laughs> to look natural in a Scion IQ, much like it would be with a with a Mitsubishi Um which would be another candidate, I think.
1: Um, yeah, definitely. I think, that, well, you know, it's weird, though, with the iMeeve, because would anyone know what it is? No, everyone would be, be like, like, what are you They'd be like, did in? you? It's like it's almost like you took one of those, those red and yellow cars like you buy in Walmart for kids, the plastic cars, the little tykes cars, yeah. and you painted it gray. And um, then, like, you, your mom's driving it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would go with that. Um, or even a Mitsubishi Mirage, um, which just feels a little like, uh, like sad. But at least your parents are coming to pick you up. My parents never. Never really picked me up from school. They never picked you up. No. What did?
1: What? How did you get home? I walked home,
0: or I rode my bike.
1: Um, wow! Even in like pouring rain, like you yeah. just kind of toughed it out. Yeah, I walked. in the Showed snow. up soaking wet, and your and your dad was like, "Stop dripping on the carpet, Sammy!" And you were like, "I'm sorry, sir." Uh, that happened sometimes with my parents.
0: Um, they they did some shift work, and so they weren't always um, at home when I got home. So uh, that never happened. That or when I was finished school either. So it was usually my sister, and she would she would just be like. Uh, stop making a mess or she'd blame it on all of her mess on me or something like that
1: (laughs) well i think i think you know i was trying to figure out what would be embarrassing and i think the i think the there's a couple couple uh tropes out there like you have like the the young parent who's not that young but still thinks they're really young and they show up to your school in like a in like a slammed honda civic with like undercar neons and like a big wing and a crazy stereo fender Fender vents yeah fender vents like, and like graphics yeah. on the side and they're waiting outside and they're pumping some track that was like popular when they were 18 and now it's like they're not even enjoying it ironically they're just like super into it and everyone sees this car because it's painted like an eye color of yellow or green or purple or something yeah. and it, it, i, I kind of picture the car that um that tyrese drove in the second fast and furious movie that purple eclipse yeah Something like that. I think that that would – I'm trying to decide whether that's super embarrassing to get picked up in or whether it's so embarrassing that it crosses over and becomes cool again and your friends are all like ironically looking at it and being like, wow, that's pretty awesome. I wish my dad cared enough about anything to invest that much time and effort and I wish my dad was here. And and then like flashback to like a young Sammy sitting on the steps being like (laughs) – Where is my dad in his eclipse? Why doesn't he ever take me anywhere in that? And then like flashback to now, and you're just staring into space. And I'm like, Sammy, what are you thinking about? And you're like, nothing, let's just go. (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's pretty much what happens all the time. Anytime I see a a very boisterous car like that. Um, I was thinking as well, something like that along the lines of, uh, you know the Jaguar F-Type? Yeah, I do know the F-Type. Are you familiar with the Jaguar? It's a gorgeous car, but it's kind of obnoxious.
1: Um, well, if you're going obnoxious, why not go full throttle and have like a a roadster Lamborghini? Like, but the way that an, an F-type turns on,
0: like uh, like starts up, is is super unnatural. It's like it it like it almost like revs up to like something obnoxious, it's like bram like that. Like every time you turn it on, it just like screams, and everyone would everyone would whip their heads at this car and this guy. I think just, that's awesome. Think I that's would love cool? that.
1: I, that's not embarrassing at all. That's like getting picked up by Ricky Bobby's dad with like a a, a cougar in the front seat and like a, he, and he's just doing a burnout in the parking lot waiting for you and you look out the window and dad's doing a smoke show and he's like giving you the thumbs up and everyone's staring at him then they're staring at you and like no one's gonna mess with you after that man.
0: What if your mom and dad picked you up in one of these new minivans that have a built-in vacuum in them and like while they're like waiting for you to come to them they're like vacuuming the car they're like <laughs> that that might be a bit embarrassing and then you get to we the car up,
1: we cleaned up that mess you made in the morning. And then you get in the car, and then they start vacuuming your clothes yes. because you have cat hair no, on it or something. No. And everyone's watching them do that. And then and then they start licking you like cats. And it gets even weirder. Not embarrassing, just weird, right? Well, <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Well, I think we answered that question. Um, Sammy, why don't you tell everyone where you're going tomorrow? Oh well,
0: yes, I'm going to the Middle East um, uh, as part of a uh, an Audi program. I'm going to drive the brand new five cylinder audi rs3 uh in oman what do you
1: think of that i think that's amazing because i've never been in the middle east um and i think i really like the s3 it's a great car so i'm very excited about the rs3 yeah i'm, I'm quite excited as well um i have i've only
0: been with an a3 in the past i've only i've only driven an a3 <laughs> been with an a3
1: <laughs> what the hell
0: <laughs> me and the A3, we go way back, me and her.
1: Yeah, I um, guess,
0: did you use protection? Of course, of course. Um, I believe you. But I like this car. It sounds like a, uh, a good competitor to something with like the CL 45, uh, CLA 45 AMG. Um, this car makes 400 horsepower and uh, should be quite fun to drive. Uh, we're going to be driving it up in the mountains of the, uh, of the desert there. And um, you should totally go to the Middle East when you get the chance, Ben, because there's a really strong car culture there, uh, not just of, of really cool like hyper cars and stuff like that, but modified cars and even old they love old American cars. and they rest, I know, they, they resto mod them in such a. I've seen so many way. cool videos.
1: Yeah. I've seen so many cool like uh, uh, stunt driving and really cool like caprices and vans and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm um, looking
0: forward to that. Are you What are you up to uh, next week?
1: Uh, next week I'm going to Super Exotic North Carolina Ooh. to <laughs> drive the new Equinox, the new Chevy Equinox. It's a uh, it's a the crossover SUV that they have. It's totally redesigned um and i'm i'm excited because it's a it's it was a huge seller for Chevrolet even even though it was getting a little long in the tooth everyone was buying it um uh, they couldn't keep them on the shelves and it'll be curious to see if they can keep that momentum going
0: it's also interesting you bring up that Equinox used the same platform as the Cadillac XT5 which is really super, i did not know which that is super cool um and one of the one of the biggest criticisms i had criticisms i had with the last Equinox was the interior? Uh, I thought the the, the dash and the center console was really ugly, and I think now they've really rectified that, uh, and it's looking attractive again.
1: Now, am I to understand that because you're going to be going to Oman, uh, you're going to be away for a little while, and we're going to be on a little hiatus? Uh,
0: we can, I mean, we can talk about that later, but it's it's likely that I will be um, on hiatus.
1: Okay. okay, so we might have a week, we might have a week next week where we don't have a podcast, but we will be back as soon as we can, and we'll have lots of cool uh, information about the RS3 and about Oman. And I'll talk a little bit about the Equinox, but really it's probably gonna be dominated by Sammy's amazing trip. Um
0: well, if if you're interested in knowing what we've been up to and what we're driving, you can always hit us up on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, we have a Facebook page, it's facebook.com/slash unnamed automotive podcast, and uh, we're always sharing our photos and videos of what we've been up to lately. And uh, you can find both me and Ben on Twitter. I'm found at Sammy underscore ha. Uh, Not the word underscore. It's the actual, you know, that icon on your key that's (laughs) (laughs) uh, Sammy underscore ha. And I noticed that a lot of people have been spelling my name wrong when they're trying to reach out to me because I haven't been getting a lot of tweets. Uh, So remember, it's S-A-M-I underscore H-A. Like you're laughing at me. Ha! Like that. And
1: And mine is uh, it's at Hunting Benjamin like you're hunting me.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a really yeah, natural something like it's that. a really natural Twitter phrase. Um, where else can can people find us,
1: Ben? Well, they can find us at uh, unnamed podcast unnamed dot com. Uh, which will take you to our soundcloud page which is where we host everything but you can also look uh, and subscribe on google play music or apple itunes just by typing in unnamed automotive podcast that's probably the easiest way to get us in your ears every week and uh, if you could you know write a comment or rate us on either of those services that helps us out a lot it makes us more visible and you can also download the podcast directly um, from the soundcloud page Whatever's up to you
0: yeah so thank you very much for listening to another uh, weekly edition of the Unnamed automotive Podcast. And uh, we'll catch up with you, if not next week, the week following.
1: Definitely. Have a good one, everyone.
0: Bye.